0: Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins.
1: Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Behind the Mask. I'm your host, Cassandra Perkins, and thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. Uh, Really, my goal on Behind the Mask is to inspire you, my listeners, to live a purpose-driven life, whatever that is that you want in your life. Uh, Something, and uh, I will talk to my guest in just a little bit about this, which I'm so excited to pick out his mind today. You guys are going to love this guy. Uh, You're going to love this guy. But something in life that really just pulls at me, something that really pulls at me, is how when we are kids, we are told to be Anything that we want to be in our life, we are told that if we want to be president, then we're going to be president, and everyone around us supports us. And if we want to be a policeman, then we're going to be a policeman. And whatever the case is, we we have that, we have that in our heart. And it seems as if we, when we get older, following our gut and following our dream just kind of gets put on the back burner. It just it seems like unrealistic. It seems like it's not a reality. And then number one, we're we're falling away from our dreams, which is just heartbreaking. But then number two. We're letting go of just anything that, you know, was us, something that we had, a dream that we had, and, and that can be devastating. It can be really sad. So to be able to take that dream and make it a reality, when I find someone who can, who's done that, who said, hey, here's this dream I have, and I'm going to make it my life. I'm going to make it my reality. That is something that I think we all want. We all want to chase our dreams, whatever that is. We all want to chase our dreams. And to be able to find somebody who's done that and say, hey, I go through adversity. I go through hardships and here's what I've done in my life to be able to reach my dreams and find and find that success that success whatever that success is to you that is an amazing person and someone personally you know when you find someone who's more successful than you and more is doing more things than you you just want to surround them and you want to be friends with them and you want them in your life and I think he he even talked about in one of his talks a little bit about he his top five that you are your top five people that you hang out with in your life and I want my guest today and my top five. So he he's made the goal in his life to get people in his life in his top five and he's my goal. I will have Vin in my top five. So everyone, welcome to the show. Very, very warm welcome. Vin Gang. Vin, thank you so much for being here.
3: Hey my pleasure. Far out. I, I feel I feel so inspired by you already. Just listening Aww. to you. So <laughs>
2: Oh, thank you so much, Vin. And you made you... me
3: sound so good. I'm I'm gonna have to wear a neck brace. My head
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm serious. You are gonna be in my top five because I just I look at you and you have this this beautiful heart light that you just you put off. You just have this beautiful heart light that radiates off you and really you you can feel it and it stills in you and you just wanna your your talk and your words and the way that you're so passionate makes me wanna get up and just make a difference. It really does. And it's so cool when I can can listen to somebody and i found him uh, we were talking a little bit before the show i found him just like through social media just finding his videos and it's so cool how the world can connect you and open you up to the right people when you have this frame of mind that you want to make a difference and change the world and i think it's really possible with anyone so uh, vin jane thanks so much for for being on the show today i really appreciate you
3: Hey, my pleasure. Looking forward to it.
2: Absolutely. We got a whole hour, which actually doesn't, it's not that much. Trust me, it's going to fly. We got to start. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I really want to talk about your story a little bit because something that, sure. um, you know, we relate to is, well, right now you're doing so many amazing things. You're an entrepreneur. You're a keynote speaker. And let me tell you guys a little bit about his story. So uh, Vin's family are refugees from Vietnam. They arrived in Australia where he is currently at right now. And uh, if that's why you hear any like weird are Glitches or anything, he's on the other side of the world. So if you guys hear any From little the audio, future. right? Oh, true, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, he's on the other side of the world. So if you hear anything like that, but his family arrived in Australia in 1981 of March 31st, and he he grew up with such a supportive family. But he had to face adversity just like everyone else. And growing up, his dad always instilled something in him, which was a very simple concept that life is a miracle, and really that we should chase our dreams and never stop. Um, And you just went on and you did amazing things and you actually got into university and uh, with six months left for your degree in accounting, you came home and you just told your parents. You said, hey, uh, I'm going to quit and uh, I'm going to go build a business online and be a magician and teach magic. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like that. And and I just I love the way that you talk about that and how, uh, you know, even even that you were just you knew what you wanted. And that was what was so inspiring to me. So would you mind talking a little bit? Because we do all face adversity in our life. Would you mind talking a little bit about your family's story of being refugees in Vietnam?
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, my parents escaped the war in Vietnam. And I think the craziest part about their story is that they, they had to leave everything their own behind. I mean, if people who are listening right now, I mean, even you, Cassandra, think about if you just had to pack up and just leave everything that you've ever worked hard for, mom and dad, you, you all had to leave your homes, your cars, everything you had behind and start a whole new life. And even before you start a whole new life, you may not even survive the journey to try to find a new home. Wow. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where every time I think about it, I, I'm just so grateful that my family had the courage uh, to, 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 to go on that journey because it's, it's a journey filled with uncertainty.
2: Right. It's,
3: it's, it's like 90% of the people who left, people were dying left, right, and center. But again, they were thinking about their unborn children, their grandchildren in the Zhang family, that was the motivation that pushed them forward to find that new home to give us the opportunity that we have today. So it's one of the reasons why I fundamentally believe that unrealized potential is a sin. I really, really do, it's especially because of the price my family had to pay for us to have the opportunity we have today. So growing up in a refugee family, you, know, you always look at unrealized potential as a sin and you always do everything you can to try to maximize the, the opportunities that you have that come to you. Yeah. So, growing up, mum and dad had so many jobs. Dad was working at a factory from the early hours of the morning till the late afternoon. Then he'd come home, sleep for three hours, then go to another factory job. Where his mum would be at home, looking after me and growing vegetables in the garden. That we had no grass; we just had literally patches of garden everywhere. <laughs> and she'd sell chives and lettuce for twenty-five cents, ten cents, and prof make make five cents profit. And she'd be sewing clothes as well, and it was just I, I, saw, I, I, I saw how much my family appreciated opportunity growing up and how they seized every opportunity that came to them. So growing up, that was something that was imprinted into me. And mom and dad were extremely entrepreneurial when they were young because they had to be. I mean, no, no place would take them in because they didn't know English. So Everything, they had to start from scratch. So, so much of that was transferred over to me when I was young.
2: Wow, that entrepreneurship attitude, really that entrepreneur in you, and it's 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 interesting, and it just shows kind of your upbringing that most people would look at a situation like that and just, I mean, obviously completely devastated. That's obviously an obvious response that you would have to walking away from everything and having to start all over. But it's interesting to see that they they made the best out of their situation. They they worked hard. They did what they had to do to provide and and move forward. And that you know most people can look at that and say, wow, I could never do that. And we, I think we all experience adversity in different ways. I mean, would you mind talking a little bit about, you know, you were facing poverty and scarcity and you know even as you say adversity, but you in a sense really see this as a good thing. You see this as a gift even in your, in your mind. So would you mind talking a little bit about why you see adversity as such a gift?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's my, my dad always says adversity is the greatest competitive advantage you, you, because <laughs> when you go through a difficult time, there's two ways of looking at it. You can, you can become, a, we, we, can, we all tend to sometimes become a little bit narcissistic and think, oh, this is the worst thing that could happen to me. I hate my life. Why is everything always bad? But the flip side of it is you could look at it as this is the training required to become great. Failure and adversity is the price of entry we all must pay if we one day want to become great. So I, I've always looked at it because my dad always shared with me that so this difficult time you're going through right now it's just it's 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 the price you have to pay, it's the training you have to go through. And if you avoid paying the price that you must pay, then you will never achieve the goal you're after. So so to me, I've I've always looked at adversity as a positive thing. And if anything, I also started to look at it as it's it's a barrier of entry. So so the more hardship that I go through, the more difficult it is later in life for anyone who wants to compete with me, because the barrier of entry is quite high. Hmm. So again i always look at it as a positive thing and i never looked at it as a negative thing wow i mean look you can't help but feel crummy when you're going through it but if you just keep keep the keep your mindset set on look and remember that tough times like tough times always pass mm-hmm. they always pass you by and once you get through it you just become better just focus on who you're going to become at the end of the tunnel right focus on who yeah, who, who you actually become. And that really helps me get through the hard times.
2: Wow, that's great advice. And in some people's dark times are speed bumps in the road and some people's dark times are mountains. But the thing is, is that we know that we're eventually going to get over them. And the experiences that we learn, the experiences that we learn going through hardships is is I think such a huge blessing. I have to agree with you that, uh, you know, without the hardships in my life, I know for a fact that I would be nowhere where I am today. I would be not even close to where I am in in this circumstance because uh, going through those struggles really made me who I am. It gave me a purpose. It gave me a voice. It gave me something that I wanted to fulfill in this world. I wanted to solve problems and and, uh, make sure nobody else had to feel this way. And that in return gave me a, a voice and a purpose and, and I really think that anybody has that opportunity to take their story and make it into their their voice because we all have a story, we all have a message, and and when we put that out there, I think we can also find people who will surround us with positivity because we're we're chasing our dreams and we're we're talking about our passions. Do you agree?
3: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And 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 when you you meet resistance, just also know that you're you're exploring unknown territory. It means you're not following the norm. Right. You're not walking the path that everyone else is walking. So that resistance is really an indicator to let you know that, hey, you're, you're walking the path less traveled and you're in exploration mode. You're going somewhere that no one's ever been before. So again, it, it's, it's, there's so many positives. It's just, it really depends on how you look at it. It really depends on your perspective. So I, I think it's really important to keep a healthy perspective and, you know, n- never fall victim to that narcissistic kind of mindset where, Oh, it's so bad and and there's always two ways of looking at things, always.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's always two ways of looking at things. And and ultimately, uh, you know, the the world around you can change and alter, but it's ultimately up to you to make that decision in your heart, how you're going to perceive a situation and how you're going to deal with a situation. Ultimately, that's got to be up to you. And, uh, you know, I talk a lot, uh, Vin, I talk a lot about depression, a lot about suicide, because those are things that I went through in my life. And people say, well, how do we stop it? How do we solve the problem? And I always say, it has to be in that person. It has to be in their, heart and as as a society and as families and as uh, you know, co-workers, whatever the sense is, we can support them and love them and show them that we care about them and we're there for them but ultimately in the end they've got to pull themselves out of it and pull themselves out of that situation and we can love and support them and, until they ultimately do but they have to do it themselves and I, I really truly believe that if you have this this wonderful mindset and it's it's so amazing, I've seen it happen in my own life where you have this, happy mindset and you kind of try to change things around, it's crazy that your your mind becomes your reality. And, and and the if you surround yourself with negativity, then negativity is going to consume your life. And if you surround yourself with positivity, I truly believe that positivity is going to become your life as well. Now, we've talked a little bit to, to Vin about his, his story, a little bit about his past, but I really want to dive into, we mentioned it a little bit, that he's basically told his family that he was going to drop everything and teach magic that teaches magic, but he does it in such a unique way. It's really cool. We do have to take a break. When we're going to return, we're going to talk to Vin a little bit about that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask.
0: And I'm Justin Kruger, the founder of Project Helping.
2: Now, Justin, I think we can all agree that when we volunteer, it does great things for the community. But what are the benefits for the volunteer?
0: Our mission is to use the joy of purpose that's created by volunteering to improve mental wellness. We create very engaging, social, and easy-to-join volunteer projects to leverage those health benefits.
2: Great. Where can we find more information and get involved?
0: You can visit projecthelping.org, and right on the homepage, there's a get involved button.
2: Hello, this is Cassandra Perkins, and I'm here with Phil R. Taylor, who is the host of the 17 Biblical Principles of Success. My friend, what does the program consist of?
1: Well, Cassandra, we're so delighted to be able to bring this program. Have you ever met somebody who doesn't want to be successful? <laughs> we, we all want to be successful, right? Whether it be in our marriage or professions or jobs at school, whatever it is. Well, God's given us a blueprint, a specific formula us to live a life that is full meaningful significant and successful and so this program really breaks down 17 biblical principles that god has imparted to us through his word in order for us to live that life that is successful and the bible does talk about success and so we've invited 51 contributors onto our program from various professions who share their personal stories and experiences in light of what the Bible and how the Bible has impacted them and of course filled in this program are anecdotes insights from scripture that will inspire and uplift you to live that life of success as God has designed you
2: It's truly an amazing program and I want people to be able to get a hold of this so what is the information where can we find more and purchase the 17 Biblical Principles of Success
1: It's really easy all one has to do is go to 17 Principles of and that's spelled out now number one seven Biblical Principles of
2: Hello, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask.
0: And Scott Glazer, executive
2: director for NAMI Colorado. 250,000 plus people suffer from mental illnesses right here in Colorado. These illnesses include depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, obsessive compulsive disorder, and others. If you think you may be suffering from these conditions, know that you are not alone. You can find resources and help at NAMIColorado.org and NAMI.org to find screening tools and ideas for how to work with a mental illness. Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask.
0: And I'm Brian Warnicky and I've been living with cystic fibrosis for 17 years.
2: Brian, what is cystic fibrosis?
0: Cystic fibrosis is a disease that attacks the digestive system and slowly shuts down the lungs, and it makes the mucus in your lungs more syrupy. So the mucus in everybody else's lungs is very watery, and you clear it by just breathing. The mucus in my lungs is like maple syrup, and I have to do respiratory treatments twice a day, every single day, along with 50 pills to control it.
2: Brian, how are you bringing awareness to cystic fibrosis? So
0: I've done a few charity bike rides. Um, I did one a couple years ago that was 1,065 miles, over 43 days, 46 cities, and 8 mountain passes all around Colorado with my beloved dad with me. I'm also a very active advocate in the public speaking community for cystic fibrosis, and the music video from One Republic, it's called I Lived, has been just amazing in raising awareness. Awareness. For more information about cystic fibrosis or about myself, you can go to the Pink Lightning Facebook page or cff.org or pinklightning.org.
2: Welcome back, everyone. I am joined over the phone all the way from Australia with Vin Jang. Thank you so much for being here and just I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed and so honored to be able to pick out your mind. This is so cool. Thank you. Pleasure. Absolutely. So a little bit, we were talking a little bit before the break, as you guys heard, about his story, his family, refugees from Vietnam, and they had to go through extreme hardship, extreme hardship. And as he was describing it, I mean, having to literally get up and leave everything you know, everything you have, and walk away. And if you ask somebody in society that today, they say, oh, whoa, well, no, I couldn't do that, I couldn't do that. Well, those are the hardships that he, you know, his family had to go through. And growing up, he kind of experienced some of those hardships as well. But in his family, he experienced an entrepreneur family. They were growing, they were farming. And then you kind of adapted that even at like the age of 13. You kind of pulled in that in yourself as well and became this entrepreneur. And it started very young in you, which is very a uh, very cool story to hear. And I would love to dive into that uh, in just a little bit. And we talked a little bit about um, before the break, how basically how he dropped everything and just completely, completely walked away from, you know, uh, college and going to university and just said hey I'm gonna follow my dream which is so cool but let's talk a little bit about you being a kid before we jump right into that real quick so let's talk a little bit about this entrepreneur in you this entrepreneur attitude and it jump-started you I mean you were on eBay buying stuff and reselling it to your friends you're doing crazy things would you mind talking a little bit about that entrepreneur attitude that sparked in you
3: yeah, look, absolutely. You know, when I, was, when I was 13 years old, I always tell people, you know, what's the number one thing a young boy wants? And, you know, it's, it's a girlfriend. I really wanted to find love. And I remember, you know, asking my dad for advice. And I, I will never forget what my dad says to me. He, he says to me in his cheesy voice, he goes, no money, no honey, man. <laughs> and I was just like, right, so I need to make money. But the time I was about 13 years old and it was the year 2000. So, that's when eBay was uh, just starting up and I I found these things called MP3 players. So, I thought, right, I can buy these things called MP3 players and sell them to my friends for double the price and also because I knew how to put music on them illegally, uh, which is a horrible (laughs) thing to do, but I didn't know at the time, so I don't believe it was illegal and that's that's exactly what I did and I borrowed my mom and dad's credit card, I spent $1,500 on there and... Being the only English-speaking person in the house when the bank called to get the codes, I was the person they got. So I, I had this really crazy plan orchestrated. And look, long story short, I, I ended up selling all the MP3 players that I bought. And that was my first taste of entrepreneurship. But something really interesting happened to me during high school. And because I was selling these MP3 players, I was selling games and all these wonderful things when I was young, I, I, I had some kids who didn't pay me. And I didn't know how to deal with accounts receivable. So as a result, I paid the bully money to go and beat the kids up. (laughs) I I was a horrible child. And as a result, I continually moved schools. So I got expelled from one school, but then the father of the school actually begged another father from a different school to take me in. And I moved schools a total of four times and I had a very disruptive childhood because I never wanted to study, but I always wanted to buy low, sell high. And what was interesting about the moving school process that I think will really add value to the listeners was that every time I moved schools, I was able to reinvent myself. So in the first school that I went to, first high school I went to, I didn't know who I was supposed to be. I was a kid that was 13. You just got out of primary school and you're exploring who you are. And I was... The kid that got bullied so when I moved schools again, I thought well you know what no one knows who I am here so I'm just going to be someone completely different and when I tried to be someone completely different I was like you know bugger it I'm just going to be a bully but then I wasn't really a bully so when the real bullies figured out I wasn't a real bully I got beat up <laughs> and then what I found really interesting about this process what I started to learn was that when when I was at my original school the first high school I went to when I tried to be a bully everyone already had preconceived ideas of me as being a nerd So the moment I tried to be a bully, they said to me, oh, don't try to be like Jason, you're not a bully, don't be a tryhard. But then at the second school, when I tried to be a bully, I realized, hang on, everyone accepted me as a bully initially right away. There There was no mold that they were pushing me back into. So every time I went to a new school, I was able to be anyone I wanted to be. There was no mold that they pushed me back into. So when I moved schools again in the third school, again, I, I played a different character and I had the opportunity to reinvent myself. And again, I didn't reinvent myself very well. But then the final school I went to, I just stopped trying to be somebody I wasn't. And I was just that entrepreneurial kid that could sell you a hair if you wanted to or whatever hair straighteners. <laughs> Women were the best to sell to in high school. It was fantastic. And
2: <laughs> we'll buy anything. Was, I swear we will.
3: <laughs> so I guess what, what I had, the opportunity I had as a young kid was that I was able to try out different versions of who I was as an individual. And I was able to, again, be free to be whoever I wanted to be. And and what I found out, Cassandra, was that when we try to be somebody different to who we currently are, most people will push us back into a mold that they've created for us. So I even remember when I went to high school, when I was in year eight, the first time as a freshman, when I wanted to, when I wanted to be funny, they would tell me, oh, Vin, stop trying to be like Trevor, you're not funny. And they just pushed me back into this mold that they had all created for me based on the first impression. So every time I was able to move schools, there was no mold. So I was free to be whoever I wanted to be. Hmm. And, and it gave me a lot of insight because I realized that to try to change who you are and, and to, to try to be a different version of who you are within your original environment, is very difficult. And I wasn't strong enough to change who I was until I actually actually move schools. So to me, I used to look at moving schools so many times was, uh, you know, it was the worst thing that could have happened to me. But it was a blessing in disguise. Hmm. Because if it wasn't for those evolutions, if it wasn't for those transformations, I would not have become the person that I am today. I would still be that VIN that everyone pushed into that mold that they had for me.
2: Right. I think in society, uh, as you kind of mentioned, it kind of put a real perspective on, on the outside world other than just high school and that people do push you in that mold in a sense. And they want you to be yeah. and act a certain way. Um, how do we how do we break the mold? I mean, is it just the realization that uh, being ourself is going to pull in the right people? I mean, what what is how do we get rid of that mold that people are putting us in?
3: Look, and this is the tough conversation that a lot of people don't want to have. And it's blatantly you have to completely change your environment, right? You can't spend time with the people that you always spend time with. And it's not to say you can no longer be friends with them and not spend time with them. It's to say spend a lot less time with them and find a completely new environment where a group of people have no idea who you are. Right. And it just that gives you the freedom to be who you want to be.
2: Yeah. And it's and- so cool to be able to have that freedom. And and it's it's interesting because in life, we find that like the safest place is the comfort zone. The comfort zone is so comfortable. It's so comfortable. And once you're there, um, it, getting rid of that, that sometimes that comfort zone is not always the happiest place though. And Vin, you talk so much about all of these different things and you talk about a oh, perspective. I mean, you just have a load, a bunch of talks and I'm so impressed with you. And if you guys, I just, I binge watch them. They're so inspirational. I love them so much. But Vin, would you mind telling my listeners where we can find you, where we can learn about your magic and really just follow you on your your journey of life?
3: Yeah, look, the, the, the best place to find me is on Facebook. So you can just go to facebook.com forward slash Vin, V I M H, or, or just Google me or YouTube me and you'll find me there as well. And I just want to share, you know, one of the reasons why I make these videos is. It's, it's, it's just my way of being able to give back. And I learned really early, again, from my dad that when, 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 you, want to, when you want to be rewarded, you have to understand you have to give first. Right. And it, what, what you get is in direct proportion to what you give. And you have to also remember that a, a key factor in, in what you get in life is directly associated to the number of people that you serve. Right and with social media again i create these videos and i produce these videos twice a week
2: and they're so cool you guys need to go check them out and and you it's really cool to see you put your heart out there and really share something that you're so passionate about and and it's a it's a way that really just connects with someone guys please go check them out and also you can go visit my website to learn more about him as well you can go to cassandraperkinsradio.com we'll be right back Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And
4: I'm Gary Barnes, the Breakthrough Business Mastery Coach.
2: Gary, you are so incredible. And I think in society, we have been taught that adversity is a bad thing. And you have been through a lot of adversity in your life. You've had to go through that in your own life. How do you relate to adversity?
1: You know, the first thing,
3: Cassandra, is that it's normal. And we don't have a good explanation about why it happens. And we want to know the why. And normally, we are not going to know why. But the decision point is, as it happens, Now what do we do with it? And it revolves around vision. My definition of vision is going into your future to where you can see it, taste it and feel it. And it's so real that you bring it back and now you've created a personal deja vu to where now you're being pulled towards that vision. It's not so much about what is happening to you presently, but where you're going. And so it doesn't take away, it doesn't make that hurt, that adversity that you're going through
4: feel any better. But it helps us to take that next step and it's really about following the step after step after step.
2: Those tiny little steps that you got to take, I love it. Love your your outlook on things, Gary. It's so amazing. And to learn more about him, learn more about his programs, go visit his website, GaryBarnesInternational.com. Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask.
0: And I'm Jimmy
1: Graham, Director of Active Shooter Response Training Center.
2: Between 2000 and 2013, an average of 11.4 active shooter incidents occurred annually.
1: And according to the FBI, active shooter incidents are on the rise, and the majority of them occur in the workplace.
2: Tell us a little bit about your background, Jimmy.
1: I spent a little over 15 years in the U.S. Navy SEAL teams as an operating instructor, and then I also uh, worked for the federal government, training protective officers and deploying overseas.
2: And now what are you doing to help educate and prepare others?
1: At ASRTC, we're training individuals in the workplace to protect themselves and those in their care.
2: I love your motto. Would you mind sharing with my listeners what it is?
1: Not at all. We have a motto of faith, not fear, and perception, not
4: paranoia. To learn more, contact us at asrtrainingcenter.com.
2: Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask.
4: And I'm Harry Singer from London.
2: How do we change our worst days into our best days, Harry?
4: I have a model, but with the short space, here's what I would say. The first step is to connect with why have you labeled it as worst day? Can you remember, it's your worst day or worst days. You gave it that label. Find out the means that you associate to that worst day. Then the next thing is this is to get to a place where realizing that we tend to link all the terrible things in our life to that worst day right? and all of our challenges because of that worst day. But when you can take the gift and when you can get to a point where you realize that there is greatness in your life, and that greatness would not be there had your past experiences not happened. That's the whole you. And when you've got that, then you can be at a stage where you can turn around and say, you know what, I can forgive myself. And everything that happened didn't happen in vain, because now I can get to choose how I want to move forward. So if you want to turn your worst days into your best days, realize that, you know what, there is greatness in there. There's a gift in there. You can choose. And when you can take that and give it to others and help others, then you'll be grateful for it. If you want to connect with me further, come check in on harrysinger.com or harrysingerfoundation.com.
2: Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask.
4: I'm Alex Sheen, founder of Because I Said I Would.
2: Alex, why are promises so important to humanity?
0: You know, a lot of people don't think about broken promises as a humanitarian issue, but it really is one. Think about the people who you might know who say things like, I'll quit smoking, I'll lose weight, I'm going to volunteer more, but then nothing. You know, nothing about this downward slide about our culture and keeping promises, nothing about that is going to change unless there's something to change it. And that is what we are. Because I said I would, as a social movement and nonprofit organization dedicated to the betterment of humanity through promises made and kept, we cannot make the world better if we can't keep our promises to make it better. I encourage people to check out because I said I would.com or Facebook.com slash because I said I would to learn more about our nonprofit and humanitarian effort.
2: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Behind the Mask. I'm Cassandra Perkins. And thank you so much for tuning in to the second half hour of the show. We are joined all the way from Australia with Vin Jane. He is so amazing. Such an incredible human being and someone who has just personally touched my life so much. Uh, just being able to fall upon his videos and, and just see the life that he's living. It really is cool to see somebody who has just chased after his dreams. Who has just said, this is my passion, this is my life, and this is what I'm going to do. Now basically uh, his story is, um, you know, he had to face adversity in his life and um his family vin's family are actually refugees from vietnam so they arrived in australia and they raised vin with this i mean the the stories that he shares of his family and the the messages that his family has instilled in him uh he really grew up in a family that seems very very supportive and very loving and it's so i can't wait to ask him we're going to dive into the story here a little bit but basically he was six months uh, left in his degree in accounting and he just said hey uh i'm i'm kind of done with this i'm gonna go uh, be a magician (laughs) and it's just he dropped everything and he knew that this was his dream this is what his gut was telling him and he went for it vin are you still there my friend
3: yeah Yeah, thank you so
2: much for once again i just thank you so much for being on the show today and taking the time out of your day to talk with me and my listeners i appreciate that hey my pleasure Absolutely. So let's talk about that a little bit. You come home and you're just, hey, I want to chase my dreams. Uh, first of all, I got to ask, what were your parents' reaction to that? And then what were what were the steps afterwards? Where did this this passion lead you?
3: Well, you know, I, it's always a spark that lights a fire, right? And in all of our lives, there are little moments that define us. And I, I don't often share it, but it's the moment that spark that lit the spark for me was when when you're at the end of your degree, you have to do work experience. And I was working at an accounting firm. And I remember working there and the, one of the accounting partners came up to me one day after doing work experience there for about a month and said to me, you know, Vin, in, in six months time, two things will happen. You will either voluntarily leave or I'm going to fire you. And I remember thinking, what the hell? What, I thought I was good. You know, I thought I'm good at what I do. Right. And he said, he showed me his hands and he had really bad arthritis. And he said to me, Vin, my greatest love in life is piano i love piano and i haven't played piano for the last 35 years of my life and then he pointed to the firm and he said Vin, you see this firm that i have i sacrifice what i love to build this firm i mean i have money i have cars i have everything you could imagine in terms of monetary um, monetary assets and he goes but i don't have what i love and i can tell you now at my age that it's not worth it hmm. so I will trade you for your youth in a heartbeat. Again, in six months' time, then you will leave or I will fire you. This job is not for you. Do what you love. Wow. And that, that, that is what fueled the fire and the, the spark in me to go home to talk to my family because I realized, Cassandra, that I, I don't want to, you know, this one life that I have, it, it's, it, we have one credit. And it expires. We don't live forever. We, men live on average for 83 years. Women live on average for 87 years. And it's going to go by really quickly. Yeah. I, I've only got this one chance to live in my life. And I don't mean it in a cheesy way, but I mean it in a literal way. And when I explain it, I share it with people that it took millions of years of serendipitous events for us to exist. You know, if you think about it, if a caveman ate a poisonous fruit, they would have died. And that's your entire bloodline gone. So it took millions of years of things that had to happen precisely in a serendipitous way for you to exist. And now you're here for, on average, 80 years. When you compare the two, Cassandra, you're alive for a minute. And I don't want to spend that minute doing something that I hate. You know, I've already spent 20 seconds of that. I've got 40 seconds left, and I want to spend it doing what I love. So my mom and dad always understood that. You know, they they were freaked out, of course, because I'm dropping out of commerce and law. But- but to them, they saw the greater picture. They saw that happiness is what leads us to success. Success doesn't bring happiness. And I think often we have it the wrong way around. We think we have to become successful. We have to get that secure job and, and then we'll find happiness. That path tends to lead to mediocrity and depression and, and, and just a whole bunch of unhappiness. Whereas get happy first and that leads you to success. And, and that's what my mom and dad really understood. So, so they pushed me on the journey. They sheltered me on the journey. When, when my community looked at me and said, you know, he's a bad boy, he doesn't love his parents, they risked their lives to come to Australia, and now he just quit his degree. Mom and dad sheltered me from that. They said, you're my son. Their thoughts of you does not dictate who you are. You should be more worried about what I think of you, not what they think of you. So my, my parents were my guardians. They're everything to me.
2: Wow, to have that that role model in your life and to have somebody there for you, um, you know, sadly a lot of people don't have that in today's world. Have that just that role model there for them, and I, I think people should really go out and reach for that and reach for somebody in the community to have that person to to mentor you in a sense because everyone needs a mentor. Everyone needs someone to to help them along that path. You know, those five people in your life that are going to be there and support you. But I love that. I really do love that you talk about having this positive mindset and this. this positive, happy mindset before you try to dive into things and force things. Because if you go into something depressed and upset, then it's probably going, the turnout of that is probably going to be depressed and upset. You're probably not going to have a very good outcome. And it's really true. It's crazy that when you surround your mind with positivity, the doors just fly open. It's it's crazy. The opportunities just fly open for you. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to face adversity in our life. That doesn't mean that we're still not going to go through struggles and hard times. And we, do but to put it in perspective like that and say hey this is this is one life you have and as you said you know we're we're basically here we're here for a reason you have a purpose for being here and uh, to find that in whatever that gift is that you have inside yourself that's what we need to do now I talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the show, the very beginning of the show, that as kids, we're told, hey, let's let's chase our dreams. Let's do everything. And as we become adults, we say, hey, oh, yeah, being the president of the United States, probably, you know, not very realistic. I'm kind of done with that dream, even though it was something extremely, you know, whatever, whatever it is to somebody, even though it was something extremely important in their heart and in their mind and something that they really wanted. As adults, we just we let go of things. We just truly let go of things. So for you, how, how did you stick with your dream? What were the steps you had to take to accomplish your dream in, in your life?
3: You know, the, the biggest thing, Cassandra, is as you grow, grow older, the gravitational pull towards social norms becomes greater and greater and greater. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so to me, really, being able to keep your inner child alive, again, comes down to your environment. If, if I spent time, again, I had groups of friends who they were being pulled by the gravitational force of social norms. If I spent time with them, I would have been affected by that as well. And it's one of the most painful things you have to do. But when you really want to live a life that's uncommon and you really want to walk your own path, you can't spend time with people who are affected by that gravitational pull. Because the moment you are, any time that you want to move towards what you want to do, they'll tell you, hey, you shouldn't do that. And they're not doing that out of spite. They're doing that out of love. They're doing that out of that 's all they know and they're they're so they're so obsessed with 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 doing what everyone else is doing that they will influence you so to me it's really about finding people who are who are aligned with what you 're doing who are aligned with your values and the moment i i mean if you think like I can give you one example i I had a partner that I was with a girlfriend that I was with many years ago, and i I stayed with her because because I loved her and, and I never pursued my dreams because her parents never wanted me to build the online business, to do magic online, to, to become a speaker, to do all these things. They never wanted me to do that. They wanted me to become an accounting partner and that's what they wanted me to do. So I stayed with her for five years, put my dreams aside for five years of my life. And every time I shared with them my dreams of what I wanted to do, a life uncommon, they said to me, well, you can't do that. It's, it's impossible. But then when I went to spend time with my group of entrepreneurial friends, they just said three words. They said, instead of it's impossible, they said, this is how. Hmm. So you've got to think, are you spending time with people who are saying it's impossible or are you spending time with people who are saying this is how? You must find that this is how people. And it's so much of it is to do with your environment. It's like if I took... If I took Tiger Woods out of golf and I threw him in a swimming pool, how well is he going to do? If I took Michael Jordan and I threw him into a ping pong table tennis competition, how well is he going to do? Your environment matters. And if you don't select your environment carefully, then you will lose. Hmm. You, will, you will lose and fall victim to that gravitational pull. You just will
2: right and to to fall victim to that is i mean it's it's horrible to have to go through that but at the same time it's it's very it's very interesting when you when you sit back and just look at the people in your life and the influences in your life you can see the the negative people that are in your in your life the ones that are just pulling you in different directions and it's it's i think it's so hard i think one of the biggest the hardest things for people to do is to walk away from that because again going back to the the comfort zone that it's so comfortable to be you know, uncomfortable really with, with feeling horrible and feeling, uh, you know, degraded or whatever that's, that is that you can not accomplish your dreams. So for you, how did you, how do you walk away from the negativity and, and really just find yourself? How do you walk away from that and surround yourself with positivity instead of a a negativity?
3: And look, the the negativity it's, it's within people. And again, it's just a tough conversation. I've walked away from many friendships, Cassandra, and it's, it's very painful. It's, you know, these are some of the people I've known since I was young, some people that I've known since university. And we, we, we all know these negative people. We all can identify who they are. And your your future honestly depends on you being able to be strong enough to walk away from these relationships. And, and I know this is, you know, it, it's not an easy thing to say, but through my experience in life, the moment I walk away from these negative relationships, my life flourishes.
2: Right. Yeah.
3: It's, 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 it's so poisonous. But again, it's so hard to do because it's not the ethical thing to do is to walk away. But there are friendships that we're, we've been in that we've tried everything we can. And no matter how much positivity we inject into it, it's still negative and poisonous. And Cassandra, there's, no, just, there's just no easy way. It's, you just have to walk away from those friendships. And you also have to start seeking positive friendships. You have to start seeking people who are aligned with you. My, my dad's got this picture running in one direction, pulling a carriage. And he's always said to me, son, I want you to understand the meaning behind this picture. Each horse represents a brother in the family. And my dad's got seven brothers. And he said, what happens if all these horses are running in different directions? What happens to the carriage? The carriage gets pulled apart and is destroyed. And carriage represents our dreams and what we desire in our lives. And if you're spending time with all these horses that are running in all different directions, your dreams will be destroyed. But if you find people who are running in the same direction as you, there's no destination you cannot arrive at, there's no goal that you cannot achieve. Alignment is power. So find people, and, and, and the first step of it is, well, first of all, you have to know what you want. And I think that's the, the root of so many problems in life is lack of clarity. We've spent so much time listening to what the right thing to do is for society and what we should be doing the, the common thing that's right that we've 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 lost track of our own voice right. we've forgotten ourselves and i think it was um i think it was steven spielberg who said when, when it's the you that speaks to you that that you just whispers it doesn't speak with a clear loud voice it whispers and often people have drowned out that voice. And once you find out who you are, what you want, what you desire, once you have that clarity, then it becomes easy to find the right people to align everyone so that you can get the destination you desire.
2: Right, and to have that alignment it's it's really it's truly incredible i mean we we talk about and just say wow it's so great and and we know we know how hard that is we know how hard that is and i mean you had to let go of a relationship for five years but now you have a beautiful wife and and a kid you have have a a baby now correct yeah i do oh my god i'm
3: I'm so excited i know
2: (laughs) so it's truly amazing that your, your your life does open up opportunities and whatever you're going through right now if that's something that's holding you back then you just let go of that and it as hard as it's going to be, and as devastating as it could be, I think in the end it really can open up doors for you. Now, uh, keep in mind, guys, that he is in Australia, so we do have like your voice like going in and out slightly. We can we can understand everything that you're saying, but it does fade in and out slightly uh, every once in a while. So just keep that in mind, guys, as we're continuing on our conversation. Now, I really want to dive into this amazing, unique talent of yours because you have this this such a cool talent of magic, um, and it's it's so cool. you're you, you say per, per, personal development with a magical twist, and you're taking this this unique talent that you have and instilling just incredible, important life lessons like we're, we're talking about today. So would you mind talking about how you how you came about magic and how you incorporate that into your talks?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I got into magic when I was really young. I I didn't have a lot of self-confidence when I was young. So magic is seriously the most fraudulent way to get attention, and every time... <laughs> you perform a trick people are like wow how did you do that and that was immediately a a a direct injection of self-confidence for me so i became extremely addicted to magic and that was just how i got my attention from people and how i built my self-confidence so magic has given me a lot of that self-confidence and self-esteem that i have today It, it it taught me that i have something special to be able to offer and again I I think you know all kids go through a phase in their life where they learn magic and I think it's a wonderful thing to learn because magic does many things it it helps develop you personally but it also it also reminds you that anything is possible in life you know anything is possible when you're willing to put in the hard work and I, I, I use that in my talks and as I speak around the world because I believe that as adults we're still children we still have an inner child and no matter when I perform magic, I could be performing it for a, someone young or someone old or a CEO. And when I perform it, I see that inner child come out. And, and that's the part of the person that still believes anything is possible. And I fundamentally believe that, you know, as adults, we need to make learning fun. And, and Steve Jobs says it best, you know, when you learn or when you speak on stage and you teach people, you must do three things. You must educate, you must inspire, and you also must entertain. So to me, it was just a, a way of being able to add who I am into my talks and what I love into my talks. And yeah, it's, it's literally become a career path that I never thought would have been possible. <laughs>
2: That's so cool. It's so interesting. It's so unique, and um, it just it really pulls people in. As, as you were talking about a little bit, you know, even as a child, it really does pull people in, and it's so unique and different. But here you are, just instilling these these values into people, just truly instilling these values of of uh, it, just you talk about such an array of things, and you talk about personal development, and and the you know the different perspectives in our life. It's just it's so cool to see. And for you, what is what is your goal? what is your goal when you get up and talk about these things because you're doing magic alongside of that what is your goal what do you hope people get out of your talks
3: look goal as a speaker is just to really to really wake people up and remind people that anything is still possible in our lives regardless of where we are in our life and regardless of what it is that we want to we want to achieve i just want to reawaken everyone's dream because if, if if we don't have a dream and we don't have something we're trying to work towards and we've fallen victim to the monotony that life can sometimes be, then you're forgoing the talent that you've been given. You're forgoing the, the wonderful skills that you have. And, and, and what happens as a result is the world misses out. Yeah. The world misses out on your wonderful skill and talent. And I think to, to make the world a better place, we must do what we're good at. We must focus on our strengths. And I, I meet so many people who are, who are in jobs they don't like and focusing on their, their, their weaknesses as a result of that and not getting anywhere. It's, it's, my message is just clear and simple is that anything is still possible in your life. Hmm. It still absolutely is. Yeah. And magic is a great way to show that, you know, I mean, how do magicians create the impossible? We always have to take the first step and believe it can be done. Yeah. And the same thing with you for your life, for, for you to be able to achieve that impossible goal or dream of yours right now you must just take the first step and believe it can be done.
2: Yeah, and I think even putting again, going back to mindset, when you have that mindset of, it, it, that doubt in saying, well, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can. Then you probably, you probably can't. You probably can't do those things. So even just taking that first step and saying, this is a possibility, no matter your age, no matter where you are in your life, that taking that first step and truly believing that, hey, this is, this is going to work. My, my life has purpose and this is what I truly want it to be. This is my purpose. Once you take that first step, it really does, it follows. And, um, you know, so some people go through that with adversity and finding their stories and whatever. Whatever you have to go through to to share your story, I think, and in finding your passion, just do it. Just get out there and do it. And uh, you know, I love that you that you, you your father kind of instilled that that lesson in you that um, that life is a miracle. And again, to go back to putting it in perspective, that we're only here once. You know, the phrase YOLO is very true. That you only live, you only really live once, as as far as we know, we only live once. So let's live this life in happiness, and it's. crazy crazy to hear of the people who are in jobs who are just so miserable and they just are, they're so upset and and people want to have a, an entrepreneur attitude people want to be able to make a difference and they don't always know that first step to take that first step to, to do so would you mind talking a little bit about what are some of the things that you talk about uh what we can expect to hear from you when we click on your talk so we click on your awesome videos
3: yeah, look, if, if you're talking about the first step, Cassandra, is if everyone just looks up a video uh, I did maybe on YouTube, it might be easy to find. Just look up hashtag recalibrate. It, it's a video that really will be able to share with you exactly how I feel on what the first step actually is. And in short, it's you need to get to know yourself. Yeah. You need to get to know who you really are. And we spend so much time trying to portray what other people think we should be. And we totally have lost touch with who we actually are. So to me, that's, that is really the first step. And I think that video is really going to help people get a bit of an understanding into what's important. What's important is for you to get to know you. You know, when's the last time you sat and did nothing? Yeah. When's the last time you just sat and just was still? We're, all, we're so busy, we're so stressed, we're so freaked out that we aren't where we're supposed to be that we've just, we're never in a state of stillness that we need to be in to be able to really reconnect with who we really are.
2: Yeah. So, look- do you feel like we don't give ourselves enough time to do that? we like it just throughout life. I mean, that we hear of people who just meditate and just sit and they just find inner peace and they just listen to themselves. And even in uh, you know your recalibrate video, like you just you just you talked about it a little bit briefly about listening to that voice inside you that you know that kid yeah. voice that wants success and happiness and and and, and uh, entrepreneurship, whatever that is, just to be able to sit in silence. Do you think that we just as a society don't teach that enough? That we don't do that enough?
3: Yeah, we don't. We don't teach that. I mean, where do you learn that? Right. Uh, all through school, I didn't learn that. I didn't, I didn't. School never taught me how to find what my passion was. School never taught me how to get to know myself better. School just taught me the exact same thing it taught thousands of other students. And it was just, this is a technical skill, but they never taught me anything else. And it's essentially, we're left on our own to make that discovery. And I think we should take ownership of that. We shouldn't just blame the school and go, oh, I'm failing because of the education system. We should take responsibility and go, well, this is my life, so I'm in charge. I must take charge. Hmm. And, you know, again, just don't play that victim mentality. Don't be that victim. Just take charge and take ownership. So I, I do agree that, again, we don't get taught these things. But, again, I think it's our responsibility to learn.
2: Again, it kind of gets, it's, get, it goes back to you. It goes back to making the change for your life and taking that first step for yourself because ultimately it has to be you. Nobody can change your mindset. And, and for example, when I was going through this depression and this sadness, uh, you know, it was because of bullying and because of things in my life. And uh, it, it became such a, it became, other people were bullying me but it became myself telling myself these things I was I was saying these things to myself the things that others were saying were inflicted on myself and I was now looking in the mirror telling myself those horrible things and believing them and again you can it's it's, it was up to me I was the one causing harm upon myself I was the one putting that in my own head because ultimately the words out of this other person's mouth meant nothing they meant nothing but when I they were in my own head and they were in my own eyes that's where things were horrible. That's where things were so bad because I truly made myself believe those things. And I and I had the power to get out of those things. And once I did, again, it's just, it's listening to that voice inside of you, what your passion is, what you're passionate about, and how to really pull through with that. So again, how do we, where where do we find this? I mean, if somebody just knows that they want to do something, how do we ignite that spark? Is it doing things like finding yourself, listening to yourself? What What is that spark that we have to take that first spark
3: well if if you already know what you want to do and and you have that clarity already then i think the only thing that is standing in your way for achieving that thing you want to achieve is knowledge i mean if i perform a piece of magic and you want to perform the same piece of magic then the only difference between you and i is i know how to do it and you don't that's it
2: right so
3: you, you must you must find the knowledge and to me you know, we must stand on the shoulders of giants, whatever it is that you want to do right now in your life. I can tell you with certainty that someone else has already done it. Yeah. I mean, someone has already done it and they've written a book about it too.
2: Yeah, that's true. And,
3: <laughs> and the craziest thing is, you know, when I wanted to become a speaker, no one wanted to book me straight away. People go, what, a magician? Speak? No, we're not going to hire you to speak at our company conference. We're a billion dollar company. We don't, we don't want to learn from a, a magician. That's that's gross. Are you serious? So I, I had my setbacks for years. But then what I did was I just I didn't have a bad attitude. I just thought, well, I just don't know how yet. So I literally ordered 30 plus books from Amazon of speakers who have walked the path of becoming a speaker. I read all those books within a year. I mapped out the blueprint of the world of speaking and thought to myself, OK, now I have the roadmap, still some missing pieces, of course, right. but I know where to go now. Right. And again, it's it's often that. We're not patient enough to go through 30 books in the realm of uh, the, the space that we want to move into. Well, we Vin, want like even, even
2: tomorrow. right. Well, even in, in life, we just don't have the knowledge. I love that you say that we don't even know the first step because I've, I've said this on my show a lot, but really we, we all want to make a difference and we all want to change lives. We just don't always know the first step, which is why I think what you're doing is so amazing. Vin Jang, Oh my gosh, this has been, this time has <laughs> flied, but it's, it's been, it's been incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be on the show. And I can't wait to see you in, the future i can't wait to follow your journey thank you so much vin
3: hey Martha. thanks for having me cassandra it was wonderful
2: absolutely next time you're in colorado we'll have to get you in studio we're gonna get you in studio here it's gonna be amazing thank you so much vin i appreciate it guys go check out his website you can go to vin v-i-n-h jang g-i-a-n-g dot com and go check him out on Facebook too he has amazing videos that just change your life thank you guys so much for tuning in and thank you to Jorge for always running my show so beautifully guys go out and make a difference go out and change the world remember love God love people and impact the world for Christ we'll see you next week
1: Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook.